understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig. That was some outstanding stuff. Whatever, Kevin. You sound like a real nerd. Joining us as always. Let me remind you. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. All right, it is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am executive editor Craig Galbraith. Joining me as always, the number one pick in this month's NBA draft, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? Hey, Craig. Doing great, buddy. Great intro as always. I think I detect some UB40 in the background there. That's right, buddy. It's our 40th podcast. It's another milestone. UB40, IB40, we be 40. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, since this is our 40th podcast, can, can I actually start an intro once? Mm, moving in on my territory, but I'll risk it. All right, thanks so much, Craig. Here we go. Partner people! Cheese! Channel podcast in full effect. That's DCG, and I'm K Moen. We're kicking the flow, and it goes a little something like this. How was that, Craig? Wow. That's all I got. Wow. I know. And, and some people would find it very hard to believe that with this being our 40th podcast after that intro, that I'm actually turning 40 this year. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> uh, classic Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State there, Craig. That's one of the greatest sports rants of all times. Uh, speaking of sports rants, do you have a favorite? Oh, I really like that one. But uh, I got to say Herm Edwards, you know, when they asked if he has to talk to his team about not giving up on the season. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. This whole conversation bothers me. Yeah, that even spawned a catchphrase, you know, in a, in a book uh, that he actually called, You Play to Win the Game, and that really made him a lot of money. So uh, he played that one uh, quite well. You know, I saw him at a Cinex event a couple of years ago where he talked about the book, of course, and the phrase and how it came about. It was It was a lot of fun. What's your favorite? Well, I got to say, that is definitely one of them. Herm Edwards is an all-around good dude as well. I would say favorite soundbite from a sports rant, I would go with Jim Mora's uh, playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I also like Dennis Green, which we'll allude to later. But uh, I'll go with Mike Singletary, his quote about Vernon Davis back when Vernon was, was younger and he had all the talent in the world, but it was kind of more about himself than the whole team. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You know, Craig, I really like that rant because we're both big team guys, I would say, here at Channel Partners, and everybody at Channel Partners is. And, and you know, Mike Singletary does a great job explaining how you need to win as a team. You can't be all about yourself. And, and Vernon Davis later said it made him a better all-around player and teammate uh, after that rant. So, you got to love stories like that where a coach delivers a, a big statement and the player is willing to be coached. So what starts out as something that appears negative uh, is actually positive. That's right. I'm all about that. You know, we've talked about some of our favorite sports rants, but uh, I've actually got one rant that uh, ranks higher on my list. You do? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it came right here on this podcast. It was you talking about our digital services robot mascot, Digi. Let's play the clip. 
He's got all the digital services tools at his fingertips. I mean, this is ridiculous. This is just unbelievable. He's a robot. He's going to be in the pool. I can't believe it. And then it's just, ugh, how does anyone have a chance? He's going to take my money now? He's taking my podcast spot. Now he's going to take my money. I mean, this is, ugh. Craig just loves this guy more than me. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, you know, again, I think that's another negative turning into a positive, Craig. You know, I, I've grown to love Digi. We, we still joke about how he's trying to take my spot. But you know what? If, if a robot was to take my spot, I'd want it to be Digi. You know, Craig, before we get to it, I have one more rant I do want to discuss that's non-sports related, but from the world of entertainment. And that's Chevy Chase's rant in the movie Vacation. Towards the very end, where he's been Mr. Everything's okay, we're going to get there, we're going to have a great time, everything possible goes wrong. And I think everyone's had that moment when they're on a long trip or they're doing something at work. Everything's going wrong, but they're the positive voice. And then finally, when his whole family gives up on him towards the end and says, let's turn this car around, you uh, you hear from Chevy. And it's just hilarious. I think you're all in the head. We're 10 hours from the fun park and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun, we'll need plastic surgery to remove our damn smiles. You'll be whistling symphony doodah out of your ass. <laughs> i got to be crazy. I'm on a pilgrimage to see a moose. All right, I did have to edit that a little bit, because uh, this is a family-friendly podcast, my friend. But uh, I think people get the picture. If they have sure. seen the film, uh, it's, it's quite enjoyable. Yes, yes. Not for the kids to watch. Uh, that's for sure. But, you know, going back to why we're all here, Craig, one of my favorite internal rants that, that we often go on is that Channel Partners Evolution is a telco show. Well, guess what, Craig? 20 years ago and up till maybe even six, seven years ago, everyone was right. It was a telco show. And you know what? We crushed it. We have crushed it as a telco show over the years. But are we that anymore, Craig? No. We most certainly aren't. No, I don't want to get off on a rant here. We are a communications and IT channel event now, Craig. I mean, we are inventing the term digital services provider about all these agents and other, you know, even VARs, MSPs that are just fully focused now on digital services and adapting and evolving as the industry evolves. And that's what our whole show is about. And I think you're going to start seeing on the show floor companies that represent that, like a PAX 8, like an Ingram Micro like a D&H distributing, like an Apparavi startup vendor. And there's going to be so many more to come. I know I'm missing a bunch, like a Datto, for example. It's just so many to name. And, uh, you know, definitely go to channelpartnersevolution.com and, and check out the list as it continues to evolve. Speaking of which, Craig, I understand we have a website that supports the show 24-7, 365. That's all year round for those that aren't paying attention. And that's Channel Partners Online. Can you tell us a little bit about how that web platform educates our partner audience and our vendor audience as well, Craig? Absolutely, Kevin. A lot of those companies you mentioned are featured regularly on ChannelPartnersOnline.com and our sister site, ChannelFutures.com. On Channel Partners Online, you're going to find the news of the day. You're also going to find special reports, galleries that people love, contributed articles from prominent companies in the industry. And then over on Channel Futures, we really take a deep dive approach. You're going to get some news of the day, but you're really going to get a deep dive in some cases of concepts and topics that people in our industry are really interested in. 
No doubt about it. And Craig, you know, for the vendors out there that are looking for a way to stay in touch with our partner audience this summer, I mean, just because you're going on vacation, it certainly doesn't mean that your funnel and your lead generation has to. Channel Partners Online is a single source and market leader for all channel professionals. I mean, if you're looking to reach these new markets, our unique content, as you just mentioned, Craig, and audience relationship enable us to develop performance marketing campaigns that quickly engage highly qualified potential partners right within your wheelhouse and within your segment of technology. I mean, we have lead gen opportunities, thought leadership opportunities, mind share opportunities, peer-to-peer blogs. There's really a multitude of different platforms and different avenues you can take with Channel Partners Online to, again, further connect with this audience. So yeah. definitely reach out to Craig or myself if you're looking to uh, you know, further connect with this audience. That is a great segue into our first guest, in fact, Kevin, because he has been appearing regularly on channelpartnersonline.com. Most recently for a job change, he was also one of our channel influencers this year. And it should be noted, Kevin, that the story I did initially with him on his new job is one of our biggest posts all year on Channel Partners Online. Yeah, Craig, that story was blowing up on social media, as they say. All right, Kevin, really excited to welcome in our first guest. It's John Delosier, a very familiar name in the channel. Now the global channel chief at 8x8, coming over from CenturyLink. JD, how are you? Hey, man, good to be with you guys. Craig, Kevin, I made the big podcast. I'm ecstatic. Hey, and we've got a little uh, Van Halen playing for you there in the background. That was your first concert, I understand. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're getting to know me too well. I'm absolutely a diehard Van Halen fan, appreciative of both singers, but a little partial to Mr. Hagar. But yes, love it. Kevin yes. was telling me before the show that he's uh, his first show is New Kids. <laughs> that, that, that is that is uh, falsehood, uh, John. I'm also a Van Hagar. Uh, I prefer, but I like David Lee Roth, of course. But uh, my first concert was actually Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, so God rest his soul, Tom Petty. How about that? Although, I will tell you, if Hanging Tough came on right now, I might leave it on. Just being honest. <laughs> I, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. One, I might know the dance to it. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> We've all got our guilty pleasures. Well, John, to kick things off, I, I have to ask very simply the question that everybody's been asking you, I'm sure, is what was it that drew you to 8x8, uh, you know, leaving behind what many would think is a pretty good gig at CenturyLink, uh, one of the biggest names not only in the channel, but in communications, period? Yeah, absolutely. I get that question, as you can imagine, every day. And um, we'll tell you that uh, folks at CenturyLink were nothing but good to me. Uh, Melissa Miller and Garrett G and that organization over there are going to be just fine. And lots of good people and a good good future ahead of them. But somebody told me a long time ago, you don't want to ever run away from something. You know, you want to run to something. And that's what I did. You know, if folks at 8 by 8 remember, I come from the collaboration, UC, contact center industry. That was my passion. That's what I did for years and years and years before I made it to the provider side. So really what we're doing here is we're doing what we did in the late 90s and 2000s, except we're doing it in the cloud. And so not only was it an opportunity to go to something that I loved, but it was also an opportunity to join an amazing company. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our fearless leader, uh, Vic Verma, and, and you know what he's done as CEO there, the fact that we own all of our own software, those kinds of things in the midst of a $50 billion industry that has about 10% penetration. 
So, Kev, honestly, it was an easy decision for me. They made me an offer I couldn't refuse, no horse heads involved, and uh, I had to make the move. <laughs> Before we uh, look forward to 8x8 eight eight now, you've been on the job, what, about a week, week or two now, something like that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir, a week and two days. Let's look back at your time at CenturyLink. You were there more than two years, I believe it was. What are you most proud of from your time there? Oh, man, we had such a good run there. But I think the thing that I'm most proud of uh, with regards to my tenure at CenturyLink is definitely our partner program. CenturyLink was one of the companies that invented the channel as we know it today. And their program for years and years was very much at the top of the food chain. And I think over the last few years, it has gotten a little bit, you know, stagnant is probably way too too tough of a word. It just got a little dusty. And Bill Corbin and I were able to come in and absolutely dust it off and put in place a real program fit for purpose that I think will go on for years to come. So I was very, very proud of that uh, medals program ascend that we put in place at CenturyLink. You know, John, as Craig had alluded to, your seven business days, wow, into uh, 8 by 8 what are some of the first things that you plan to take on as channel chief over there? We try to keep it simple over here, Kevin. We try to keep it simple wherever we go. The fact that Bill Corbin and I both ended up here is, number one, a huge plus. You know, he can cough two times and grunt, and I'll typically know what he means uh, based on the fact that we've worked so closely together, right, in the past. But we try to keep it simple. It's really three things. Um, the first thing is build a team fit for purpose, and very important. The good news is we've inherited a lot of good folks here, and there's some other good folks that will probably end up joining us. So that's, that's a nice plus. The second thing is to build a program fit for purpose. We are somewhat in an infancy from a channel program perspective here at 8x8. Now, that doesn't mean that really good folks didn't put a real lot of hard work into it you know, before we got here and is ready to go to the next level based on lots of different industry factors. And then thirdly, it's make your number. That's what makes it go around, right? So in the midst of upgrading the engine and painting the, painting the car that's moving 90 miles an hour, you gotta, you got to make sure you do that. But we're really excited about it. I'm going to jump in here before Kevin makes some joke about coughing and grunting at my expense. <laughs> I had one queued up. You're lucky that I went on mute. <laughs> Um, let's talk more about the technology. Uh, UCAS, obviously one of, if not the most competitive technologies in the industry. What's it going to require for 8x8 to remain a leader in this space? And I've got to think the channel is going to play a huge role in that. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, we're, our, you know, our CEO has said it many times. We're a channel-focused company, uh, which is different than a lot of our competitors. You know, we very much put a focus on the channel, but Here's the amazing thing, and again, one of the key reasons I came here. Fact of the matter is, outside of being named, and probably because of what I'm about to tell you, we were named six years in a row, the Magic Quadrant leader at Gartner, is the fact that we own our own proprietary software. It's ours. We have over 130 patents. It's best in class. We've just released the X series which is a full suite of collaboration, contact center, and UFI communications in the cloud. I think that's the big differentiator for us. I think it keeps us at the front of the class. You know, we don't borrow our technology from anybody. It's ours. Our head of development came over from Splunk, as everybody's well aware. And I feel like that those guys in the lab just keep it moving. And I've told you before, and I'll say it again, that the job that I have somewhat is the easier of jobs to get the word out. The technology 
is really at the core of what makes it all possible. The fact that we own ours and have developed it gives us a competitive advantage. John, I mean, 8x8 is a Gartner Magic Quadrant leader. I have to say that Craig and I were very excited to be announced as a podcast on the Gartner rectangle of mediocrity. Um, so, <laughs> so, and, and you know what? We're, yeah, yeah, we're the ones right in the middle, too. So, so that's a real win for us. I'd like to congratulate you both on that. And the fact that I said the word grunt and cough in the same sentence on this podcast might pull me right into it with you. So, outstanding. <laughs> I was thinking you were moving us up. We're moving a little bit closer to, you know, maybe that circle of pretty goodness. Uh, I, I couldn't come up with a better term than that. That's why we're mediocre. But um, getting back to it, CenturyLink's presence in the channel grew dramatically over the past two years with you there. Very well done, John. Uh, will your philosophy at 8x8 be just the same as it concerns, you know, our show, the Channel Partners Conference and Expo, and Channel Partners Evolution in terms of being involved there, doing a lot of things and a lot of ways for our audience to connect with you and engage with you when on site? Absolutely, we will. A couple things. We, first of all, we won't spend money and we won't do things, fr things frivolously. You know, we want to make sure that we invest in the right kinds of things. But my philosophy has always been, from a channel perspective, with all of my associates, all of the folks we work with at the shows, keynotes we deliver, et cetera, is a novel concept. Just make it different and interesting. You've heard me say so many times, start out a, a, a lecture or a panel with, you're coming here to learn something that's going to change your life technically. You've come to the wrong place. So if you've come to learn about some real life stories and some real interesting things that impact our world from a technology perspective and the way we move forward, then you're in the right place. So we'll continue to go big. We're um, very appreciative of, and we think that Channel Partners as an organization has been an amazing, amazing place for all of us as vendors and partners, et cetera, to land. The shows are fantastic. They just keep getting big, bigger. I think at the big show this past year, I think you had something like 6,000 people come through. It's crazy. So, yeah, we're going to continue to show up big. We're going to continue to be out in front and continue to not only just educate, but in some ways make it interesting and entertain not only our partners but our customers. So I'm excited about that. Now let me just add one quick thing to that. From a relationship perspective, it's all about the people. You know that. Regardless of the logo on your shirt, you know, these relationships that we've made are for life. Unfortunately for you guys, it's going to be hard to get rid of me. So these guys <laughs> that you know, we dealt with at CenturyLink and before, you know, it's, um, it just, the, the journey just continues. So we're very excited about all of that. You know, you mentioned our shows. I wanted to point out that you were named one of our channel partners, Channel Futures, Channel Influencers for 2018. Those are innovators impacting the direction of the new channel. Just wanted to get your take on that and uh, offer you some kudos for that. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, we have an opportunity to participate in award ceremonies, and all of them are very flattering. That one is very dear to me because not only was it a very limited, I think it was believe I could be wrong here, you guys. I think it was only eight of us, maybe 16. Right. I, think it was, I think it was eight. Um, but, you know, not only was it just eight of us, but we were voted on and carefully selected within the Channel Partners Organization community. So that's a big one for me. Again, it's very humbling. I like to think that at the end of the day, you know, when this is all over with, that I made a contribution to our business and our industry, one that has treated me so well. So thank you for the mention and certainly thanks for the award. 
you know, Craig and I, uh, we're still yet to win anything uh, from, from our own brand. So, so we're working on that, though. But listen, Kevin, here's the reason. Because you're innovators. you got to remember that. You're ahead of the curve. So they don't even have an award for you yet. You're going to invent the award they're going to bring you, and it's going to be great. Just remember I that. I like this guy. I, I do, too. Oh, Are I like we recording Chris. this, Craig? Because I need yes. to write that down as a response and save that um, and use yes. that whenever anybody says, why don't you ever win anything? I am winning. You guys just don't know it yet. And that's what that's I'm going to say to everybody. But, that's right. You know, to, to win, John, I guess you could say that we need to have talent. And as you have probably heard, uh, we're running a segment right now based on America's Got Talent called The Channel's Got Talent. So with that, I have to ask you if you have a hidden talent that, uh, you know, maybe the channel doesn't know about yet or even some of your colleagues don't even know about yet. Yeah. I mean, this is a great – I love this. From a talent perspective, you know, I don't know how much of a talent it is, but it certainly is a passion. I've been playing guitar since I was a little kid, and I love it. You guys know that I'm a, a rock and roll guy. I love all kinds of music, but I've, I've been very fond of 80s rock and late 70s, etc. But I'm a guitar player, and I have ridiculous, according to my wife, amount of guitars at this house. I call them <laughs> affectionately my babies, and um, particularly happy uh, I was gifted from a very dear friend a signature guitar that Fender just put out not so many years ago, which is a Stevie Ray Vaughan edition uh, Stratocaster nice. set up exactly wow. as he played it. So yeah, it's really neat. So yeah, so that's it. That's the talent. Playing guitar is a great talent, I think, too, because you can just sit down with a bunch of people, just break out the guitar and start playing it, and instantly you've got music. So I've always thought that would be cool to be able to do that. Yeah. Take music anywhere, and it changes the mood, doesn't it? I mean, so it's fun. For sure. So, J.D., I want to put you on the spot. If, if you could go on stage at, like, a Channel Partners Evolution and play one song on your guitar, what song would that be? Well, I'm very partial to the blues. So I like, I mentioned Stevie Ray before, self-taught bluesman. And so, you know, he has such an array. Now, here's the problem. If you answer the question honestly and say, you know, I would love to play Stevie Ray Vaughan, Pride and Joy, or Mary Had a Little Lamb, which is a phenomenal song. Or, for example, a Bon Jovi, One is Dead or Alive, another song that I love. Say that, and then you actually get the opportunity and you realize that you're playing an iconic song in front of a group of people that have heard it five billion times. And so any miss is noticed. So the question is a little bit set up for failure for me, but I would say uh -oh. one of those songs would be terrific. Maybe I could listen, maybe I could guitar think it. That would be even better. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, JD, thanks for your time today. It's been great talking with you. We wish you the best of luck with 8x8 and look forward to seeing you guys at uh, our next Channel Partners show. I look forward to it. We'll be in Philadelphia. We're excited about it. Look forward to hanging with you guys. By the way, I think this is my second appearance on this show. So I'd like to know where I rank in terms of multiple guest appearances. I am going for a record here. Just let me know where I, where I rank so I can absolutely pin that to the wall as a goal. Nice. What is it, Kevin? Is, it, is three the all-time record? I think it might be, but that includes Channel Partners staff. So, yes. So uh, you're in not, rarefied not air. As a non-staff member, I think two is now a tie for the lead. So you're you're in a good company there. Outstanding. Now, Art Whitman or one of those guys probably got an asterisk next to their name because they are staff. So please let those guys know 
that I'm not trying to infringe on their territory, but I will be going for a three feet. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Thank Take you care of yourself. So we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks so much. Craig, that was a rocking interview with John DeLoger. Uh, what do you think, buddy? You know, he's just an all-around cool dude. That's about the only uh, only way you can put it. He had a lot of good things to say about our brand, and we wish him the best of luck uh, at 8x8. Craig, I understand that you had something of an incident uh, recently that had happened to you that you wanted to share for the first time on the podcast here. Personal deep dive. Yeah, you know, it's kind of a good uh, transition from our discussion about rants. Uh, so my wife, Melissa, and I were out exercising. I know people are saying, ah, enough with the exercise talk, right? That's all you talk <laughs> about in your personal deep dives, you and Kevin. But hang with me for a second. So we exercised. We walked several miles the other day, and, you know, it's hot. We're in Arizona. We live right by a golf course, and as we're walking past these two guys in a golf cart, Keep in mind here that I'm wearing a Seattle Seahawks uh, shirt because uh, I'm a Seahawks fan, all the Northwest teams, uh, since that's my heritage. And just out of the blue on a Saturday morning at probably 8 o'clock, this guy says, and he's not joking, f***ing Seahawks. And we look at each other and we turn around really quickly and look at him because it caught us so off guard. And I'm, of course, thinking, okay, this is probably some guy I know. He's just messing with me. He's being funny in a sort of weird way. And we look at him and he's like all red in the face. Oh no. And then he drives off and, and we walk away. We're just kind of stunned because again, it's like eight in the morning on a Saturday. I don't know this guy. I got to think he was like beaten up by a Seahawks fan or something back in the day. And he's harbored this resentment toward the team, but it was just really strange. It was crazy. Saturday morning, eight o'clock. Quiet neighborhood. Some guy swearing at us from a golf cart. Now I'm going off on a rant. Man, that is quite awkward, Greg. I mean, maybe he's a Cardinals fan, and the Seahawks have been on top of that division for a little while, um, you know, until the Rams this past year. I'm thinking he was having a bad golf round, and the heat and maybe some alcohol was all mixed in. My wife joked that the guy riding with him was probably his brother-in-law and uh, his sister, <laughs> Uh, made him go, and he, he's probably really embarrassed now. <laughs> I bet. I bet. I, I think you're on to something there. It did make me think of that Seinfeld episode from back in the day. I didn't really want to have a comeback because it was so bizarre that I didn't feel like I needed to. But remember when George goes to Akron, I think it was, and he's stuffing all the shrimp in his mouth, and, and the guy insults him, and then he stews the entire episode after that about how he, he had a good comeback, but he just didn't use it? Yeah, that's right. There's something about, like, the jerk store or, or something like that. You know, George, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. <laughs> and then at the end, he, he does deliver his comeback, but the guy still burns him because he has, like, a double comeback ready. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, the jerk store called. They're running out of you. What's the difference? You're their all-time bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's kind of like when I try to burn you, and then I always fail epically. I've always got something ready. you got to wake up awfully early in the morning to get me there, buddy. Yeah, no, I, I've learned from experience on that one. Hey, Craig, if you're walking the golf course and you see that person again, just give me a call, and I'll make sure I get out there because 
Now that we're podcast brothers, not just colleagues, we are podcast brothers, my friend. I believe in the philosophy that we leave no co-host behind. And, and I'll come out there and I'll throw him a couple comebacks. I mean, I'm not trying to get physical, but I mean, I am doing more push-ups now. So you want a piece of me? You got it! I got to be there for you, my friend. You're the man. Speaking of not leaving anyone behind, our next guest doesn't leave any partners behind when it comes to helping their marketing practice. Um, as we know, a lot of these partners struggle with the actual business aspect of their day-to-day -day operations. They all understand the technology and communication platforms they're working with, but marketing and sales can be a little difficult for them. So why don't we bring in our next guest, Craig? Let's do it. I'm very pleased to welcome in Tracy Kirsting. Tracy is the Director of Channel Marketing with Vivial. Tracy, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well, doing well. Thanks so much for joining. Hey, Tracy, to kick things off uh, for our audience, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about your background and about Vivial. Sure. So I've been with Vivial coming up on 10 years this summer, um, and I've held, held various roles within Vivial, focused in field marketing, business development, and as you said most recently, serving as our director of channel marketing, where I'm making sure that our third-party partners have all of the knowledge and resource and everything they need to be able to sell our online solutions to their customers. Uh, Vivial is a leading expert in online marketing. So for over the past 100 years, Vivial has really focused on putting local businesses in front of their customers wherever they're searching. Today, that means places like Google and Facebook. In the channel, Vivial works directly with agents and solution providers um, in, in two capacities. One, to make sure they're being found by their customers, but also we have some great options for agents to be able to offer these crucial services to their business customers who are looking to generate revenue and leads for their business. Wow, Tracy, you're, you're helping uh, partners, it sounds like, from both sides of the coin, helping their own businesses and helping their customers as well. But one thing I caught is that, did you say 100 years there? Yes, yes. Wow, you know, that's almost as experienced as Craig is. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. It was teed up for me, Craig. Before we uh, went live here on the podcast, uh, we were chatting briefly about the evolving role of the channel partner when it comes to serving their end-user business customer. In working with the channel now for the past few years, as you said, uh, what changes have you noticed, and how does your extensive portfolio of marketing solutions help these partners to you know, better fill the revised roles with their customers as now their trusted advisors? So the days when a subagent or an MSP can offer a single IT or telecom solution are over. We know that today's business customers are looking for a partner that can not only provide them with a wide range of products, but one that they can trust as well. This is becoming more and more prominent on the show floor of both channel partners events, and now you're actually seeing companies that are going well outside of traditional telecom and IT services to offer things like business lines of credit, LED lighting, and yes, online marketing. At Vivio, we know that consumers are referencing an average of 10 sources when making a purchase decision. And actually, over 65% of that purchase journey is being conducted online in some way, shape, or form. The channel community now has the opportunity to not only offer cost reduction technologies and, and communication services, but with Vivio, you can offer the services to grow that customer's businesses as well. We also see a lot of interest from carriers, providers, master agents, and their sub-agents. In Data's 2017 State of the MSP report, uh, they called out that the top challenge MSPs are facing today is sales and marketing for their own business. So they're struggling with how to effectively brand their business, bring in new leads, compete on a local level, 
And Vivial has some great success in working with these groups to effectively increase their local presence and grow their customer base. Tracy, I want to ask you about Vivial's recent white paper. It's called Marketing in the Age of Dwindling Attention Spans. And just in the time that I paused there, Kevin's already forgot what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> you, you caught me. Could you provide our partner audience uh, who are always searching for some more marketing advice with maybe an overview of what this white paper is all about and where they can go to download it to learn more? Sure. So in the age of instant gratification, high-speed internet, we all have commercial-free TV, next-day shipping, businesses everywhere are looking for ways to grab and keep their customers' attention. And the ability to get that right message in front of the right audience at the right time has never been more important and more complex. As a provider of solutions to local businesses, finding the right tools to address these ever-changing needs is key to generating lasting evergreen revenue and happy customers. In our new white paper, Marketing in the Age of Dwindling Attention Spans, we're using the latest data and proprietary case studies to arm providers with the information needed to demonstrate a strong command over current market challenges facing the local customer. Listeners can find our white paper and download it at bivial.net slash partners, um, and you'll find a link to that white paper there to download and read all of the great data that we have to share. Tracy, I got to tell you, as the business development lead here at Channel Partners, I'm definitely going to be hitting that website and downloading that. And hopefully it'll help me keep my kids' attention occasionally as well, you know, like when I tell them to clean their room or something. <laughs> I hope it helps. <laughs> Thanks. In all seriousness, though, uh, Vivial is again set to host a presence at CP Evolution this fall in Philadelphia. Thank you again. Uh, understanding that we're still a few months out now, can you provide a brief look into what partners can expect to see when they drop by to see you and your team during the event? Absolutely. We're incredibly excited to be joining you guys in Philly again. You guys put on some great events. There's always some great knowledge sharing coming out of that and, and new people that we can meet. So you can expect to see Vivial there supporting our existing partnerships and hoping to meet some new friends along the way. The need to offer online marketing to carriers, solution providers, master agents, and their sub-agents is huge. And Vivio will be running free online assessments at our booth during show hours and by appointment outside of those hours. We're really eager to help as many channel partners with their online marketing as possible. So looking forward to seeing everybody there. So, Tracy, I want to cue the music here. Last but not least, we are running our own edition America's Got Talent here on Coffee with Craig and Kevin that we refer to as The Channel's Got Talent. <laughs> and so we have to ask if you have a hidden talent that maybe not everyone in the channel or even your closest colleagues are aware of. Well, this is a tough one, um, but I would have to say um, I am not a good cook by any stretch of the imagination, but I will tell you I can make one of the best cheesecakes from scratch that you have ever tasted. Ding, ding, ding. I think we have someone that just surged to the top of the list here. I mean, <laughs> cheesecakes? Are you serious? That sounds amazing, Tracy. I'll send you one. <laughs> Kevin likes anything that has food in it, uh, you know, let alone cheese. <laughs> and cake. <laughs> Don't forget that, Craig. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us and providing excellent information about Vivial. Um, again, can you give that website out for partners to find you one more time, just in case they missed it the first time? Yep, absolutely. It's vivial.net. Partners. Thanks again, Tracy. Thanks, yeah, Tracy. thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Really enjoyed hearing from Tracy at Vivial there, Kevin. Some great information that our partner audience can take and apply to their businesses. 
For sure. You know, all this trusted advisor talk from Vivial and the fact that they can help these partners really improve their overall businesses and find more leads. I mean, that what gets more exciting than that, Craig? This podcast has just been juiced up, my brother, as you know, we had the rants in the beginning. Then we had some Van Halen and John DeLosier all fired up with his new gig to your story about getting verbally assaulted. I mean, who doesn't love that? This 40th podcast truly has been one for the ages. Yeah, I'm pretty jacked up uh, as well, my friend. That, that was pretty good. Still, I feel the best is yet to come. I've made a list. It's the do better list. We're, 40. We're doing okay, but there are, is a lot that we can improve on. So, so that's a pretty good quote there. Speaking of appropriate, I think we should maybe end this podcast with another song alluding to 40 uh, from my favorite band, U2. And the song, get this, is called 40. All right, we want to remind you, you can always download the archives of Coffee with Craig and Kevin uh, by going to iTunes, typing in Channel Partners Online. You can also find us on SoundCloud, and we've got a Twitter page. Hit him with the handle, buddy. It's at DigiRobot, D-I-G-I-R-O-B-O-T. And if you're a first-time listener, we just want to thank you for tuning in and hope with this 40th podcast that you got to know us a little bit. They are who we thought they were. Thanks, everybody. Till next time. Oh, no.